Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. If you like our show, please like us where you found us, and consider leaving a review. If you hate us, I'm a bit confused about how you made it to episode 10, but keep on listening. Last time on Carrots and Suffering, Meg Mason was ambushed in a hedge garden. Someone grabs Meg and yanks her back into the bushes, and then two men jump out with knives and start stabbing her in the chest. Oh, are you kidding Holy me? Shit. No. Oh, huh. But was rescued by a servant, which turned out to be Isaac Evans in magical disguise. Kind of rolls his head up at you, and then says, "Fucking Jalen." It is you, isn't it? Our heroes subdued the assailants and then watched in horror as adults turned insular, suspicious, and in the case of a public execution, rather violent. And the guards come out with two butlery-looking guys, and she just nods, and they proceed to stab them repeatedly to death. In front of everyone. Yes. Instead of a typical ceremony, I just have one announcement. After Edgar's death, I will not be naming an heir at this time. Jalen's emerging romance with Lynn Pornino made a splash as the cutest thing that has ever happened. Oh, three. Horse hates me. <laughs> he spends a lot of time calming the horse and mm-hmm. trying to convince the horse, let you hang out with it. I'd be like, I'd be like, Lynn, it's okay. I mean, I'm a lizard, so it's probably close enough to a snake. Our heroes have also been tasked with preventing horses from being gifted to Lord Mentor in a bribe to secure a marriage contract. They pulled together some hallucinogenic mushrooms from the Thieves Guild and some apples. Jessica just found me. The Borninos have brought six prize horses to offer to Lord Mentor as a dowry. I'm not poisoning horses. I'm not going to poison them. Exactly. What Wait, in okay, the look, world look, has look. happened to you two in the past 24 hours? Let's see how that works out. I'm Nate, and I will be your dungeon master. I'm Julie. I'm playing Silpha the wizard. I'm Sandra. I play Sable the druid. I'm Mandy. I play Jalen the rogue. All right, so you guys will go to lunch. I want to see what other people are talking about while we're collecting lunch. They are not. Oh, nobody's talking about anything. They are split into their different families and quietly eating under heavy guard. Are we going to take lunch back to Sable's room where we can talk? Once I do hostessly duties and make sure that everyone has what they need, everyone's okay? You get a lot of awkward, sometimes fearful looks as you approach people. And when you ask them, they insist they need nothing. Back to the room then. So I just want to get the record straight with you two that they were not Evans connected, the thugs. Like, we would never be that sloppy. I wouldn't have thought so. It was not very clever or subtle. However, Lord Evans is not opposed to people circulating rumors that it was us. But the question is, who would be so sloppy? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Who would have been that sloppy? Maybe the Masons staged it themselves. Maybe. But she came awfully close to death for that, so... I don't know. It's possible it's the mentors who did something deliberately sloppy for some reason. Why? Well, the Masons came and fixed the fountain, so it could be seen like the balance was getting tipped a little too far one way, so... They don't want her? Possibly. Maybe the Mentors don't want the Masons in power. Well, I don't particularly want the Masons in power. Well, we could speculate all day on the motives of who might do it, and any number of parties might be responsible, but I think we should focus on our project. We really need to find out why this is so important. You want to do another page in the code book? Yes, let's decode some more pages. Okay. 
So you guys take another couple hours and work out another page in the codebook. This page details a trip the king made to town to have a meeting with a number of nobles. It details a few minor things about the Mentor Manor, which is really kind of a keep in the middle of the town. The library is part of it. But you're pretty sure that within the code, there's at least three ways in that are documented, including an escape tunnel that drops off into the sewers. I'll excitedly point it out to Jalen. This is something we need to be able to explore. How do we get in there? I mean, you can definitely get out from inside the house. It's not clear if you can get in, but this is not something you're aware of before. So, I mean, you have to go into the sewers and try to find the spot. So does it look like it's possible that the Thieves Guild sewers might be a connection point? That was Sylpha's thinking. The public at large would just have rumors that the Thieves Guild knows secret passages and ways around. So Jalen says, well, I might have a way to look underground, but it won't happen now. We have a few other things, not the least of which is finding out what's going to happen with this particular funeral. Yeah, things might have gotten a little derailed, so, I mean, I don't know. We should probably try to find out if they're still planning to present the horses. Or if they ever plan to present them to the mentors to begin with. Well, from what Lynn said, and she kind of smiles, from what Lynn said, he's pretty sure, like, five of the six are going to the mentors. One of them might be going to Lady Varathy. Well, I mean, considering everything that just happened, do you think something might change? It could be. I think that sounds perfectly reasonable and possible that everything that's happened may change Lord Borninio's plans. This is out of character, I'm asking. We talked about the fact that her not naming an heir means the mentors might? Correct. Did we find that out, or was that just uh, Lord Evans mentioned it to Jalen. Can Lord Mentor do that? Why not? He's in charge. He's the regent. Of course. So he can name an heir to the Varathi's fortune? If she refuses to, sure. Only if she dies, I would think. She might be trying to force his hand. Doing so would make her seem impartial. Perhaps the naming of the heir would be judged to be more unbiased. Or it could be that the mentors have an inside person in House Varathi and they want to see that person take over the house. Maybe, but wouldn't that mean that Matron Varathy knows? Because she didn't name an heir. I don't know. Your lady is very powerful, and she may be, well, the Drury's aside, who have a lot of money, she may be the most politically powerful house leader in the kingdom. Therefore, uniting her house with the Minter would be a politically savvy move for both. It also means that if your lady suspected any foul play within the family itself you know someone who might named heir if edgar were to be eliminated it would mean that she had thwarted their plans lorelei stormed out oh really i didn't hear about that yes well lord evans pointed out that her not naming an heir now means there's not a specific target in the varathi family There is that, too. They'd have to kill the whole family. I imagine that she was acting in protection of her own family as well, now that she sees how vicious the contention for the marriage contract has become. I wonder how much she got from them, if she knows who did it. I'd be willing to bet she does. I have a hard time imagining she would let them go before she got what she needed out of them. I'm certain of that as well. I wonder what that means for tonight and tomorrow. 
I'm going to find Lord Evans and tell him about the horses and see if he actually wants us to do that. Because it might be a moot point. Can you try to find out about the horses themselves, Silpha? I can go to the barn today. Okay, great. Well, should we reconvene here for dinner? Yes, and oh, I would have it known that I would... Oh, you want to talk to Isaac? I would have a conversation with Isaac in private. Okay, Lord... Not necessarily alone. In fact, I would prefer if you were there. Okay. Would you like me to be there? It does not matter. Well, we have to see how he's doing, because he was pretty wiped out Mm. from, you know, getting stabbed and shot. Maybe I can come check that situation out and then come get you. All right, so we go our different ways. Jalen, you're going to go find Isaac? Well, I'm going to go talk to Lord Evans, but also see how Isaac's doing. So you go down to the family's set of rooms. Lord Evans is in his room when you get there. He looks up, and Jessica is also sitting in there with him. She has kind of like a pissed look on her face. That's That's kind of course. I was about to say, does she look different than normal? It's kind of normal. Maybe you don't think anything of it this time, but, you know, they appear to be having mostly pleasant conversation. And he looks up and says, yes, Jalen. I was wondering if we could have that talk. Absolutely. Please sit. Could we have it alone? He looks over at Jessica and Jessica's like, what do you got against me? Nothing. And Lord Evans says, Jessica, I want you to make sure no one listens in on this conversation, please. Check the hallway. Check the outside near the windows. Nobody. And Jessica says, that that is Jalen's job. Kind of leans in a little bit. And she gets up and kind of walks out looking frustrated and slams the door. You can hear her boots stomping her way up the uh, hallway. Well, one thing is about Jessica, sir. You might want to solicit the services of Mrs. Lunari, and maybe she can teach Jessica how to act at parties. Okay. Because I don't know if you noticed, but she sort of approaches people like she's going to stab them. And, you know... I mean, I didn't notice, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. I think we can... um... Some social graces would do her a world of good. The other thing is, I don't know if you've heard about the six horses that the poor Ninos brought with them, that they're rumored to be planning to give to House Mentor by way of a dowry. Heard of them. We have a potential plan to sabotage that without really harming anyone or anything. Would you like me to do that? That sounds wonderful. Okay. I'd prefer not to know the details. No, I know you. I, I understand that. But I, it was something Jessica asked me to do, and I'd like to make sure that you would like that done. Mm, yes. I trust Jessica's judgment in some things. Okay. We have a little more information together, but if it looks good, we'll do it. Yes. Thank you. Anything else? That's it. All right. If you see Jessica, send her back in. So I'll go out and find Jessica and say, okay, he's ready for you. She'll give you like this, it's a terse look. And Jalen will catch it and say, Jessica, this is a situation where plausible deniability will do you a favor. Fine. The next time you get in a fight, I want to be there. Well, you have to be in the right place at the right time. Sorry. Sounded like you were there for the garden fight. I missed that one, too. Oh. Sorry. I'll be sure to tell you next time. Thank you. All right, and then I'll probably go look for a sofa because this might be a good time to talk to Isaac if nobody's in there with him. All right. Um, Sable, what are you doing? Well, so would I normally uh, approach our ladies if I wanted to talk to Matron Verathy or if I wanted to find out something about the household? Find out something about the household, yes. Approach Matron Verathy. You'd probably just go to Matron Verathy. If you, if you need to know something about the details of the house, you'll get more information from her ladies mm-hmm. than you will get from her. Well, I would go to her ladies first and okay. ask them if there have been any change of plans for the gatherings. No, none. 
Absolutely none. There no. will be festivities tomorrow. The pyre will be lit in the morning and the festivities will begin and people will leave when they're ready. Is there anything in addition that Matron Varathy wants us to be watchful for other than obviously assassins? Cygnus Swanson is still missing. Is he? Yes. His rooms have been checked? Yes. Hmm. I see. I'll see what I can do. Is Jimmy and Helena around somewhere? Because she looked horrified earlier. Roll me perception. Oh, I'm not paying good enough attention. That would be like a seven. You can't find her. Nobody's seen her. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm guessing that people are milling about rather quietly still. Sofa? I guess during that time, uh, we had agreed that I would do reconnaissance in the barn. I would have acquired a set of servants' clothing from probably Sable. It seems like it would be easiest to get a set of House Farathi servants' clothing. You can get generic servants' clothing. And then I would use Alter Self, disguise myself as a servant. A specific servant or just a different person? Just a different person, because if a specific person is seen in two places at once, that is a tip-off. Okay, I need you to roll me deception. Oh, Mm. that is a 23. Intriguingly, even though everyone seems to know everyone here, they are not concerned about the fact that they don't know you, and you are unmolested as you walk around. So I will approach someone and contrive a situation where I'm like, I've been given the responsibility of taking over some of this feeding. I've never worked in the stable before. What do I do? Give me persuasion. They both have the same modifier. 16. All right. You find someone who, for whatever reason, does not think twice about this request and outlines what needs to be done throughout the day. And you get a full schedule of the big tasks. When are they mucking out the... Zals, when are they feeding them? It's a like a twice a day grain thing. And then I will walk the barn to visually know which horses are the Porninios and which are their prize. During the day, with some rough instruction from Jalen, you can definitely find these horses. Do I remember the servant that I sent with yeah, with Cygnus last night? Roll me wisdom. Wisdom with my wisdom modifier is a twenty. Yeah, you definitely remember who it was. I'm asking around for him. No one has seen him since yesterday. Damn it. All right. Well, I know she's going to be over with the Evans, so I'm going to go find her. Okay. You find her. She's kind of hanging out outside of Isaac's room. Well, yeah. Well, I'll she, give you She my... figures Sylph is heading this way. I'll give you the phrenemic eye that's like, come around the corner. Okay. She'll come around the corner. Cygnus is missing. Shit. Along with the servant I sent with him. Okay. Um, you want me to go look? Let's wait for all of us to get together. Okay. You remember which direction he went? I do. Okay. Let me just say, Sable, that everybody here last night knew that he was falling down drunk. I know. Okay. So if he did the worst thing imaginable and went into the thorns, we're going to be able to blame it on that. I, I, I understand that. I know. But there's no reason Silpha's name needs to come up in that. Uh, of course. Okay. So we're, we're waiting for you. Silpha will have changed somewhere and put her things back on and goes to meet the two of oh, you. Do you want to talk to Isaac? Is he well? I don't know. We could peek in. She'll, she'll knock on Isaac's door. No answer. She'll try the door. It is locked. She'll pick the lock. It is open. Is there an Isaac around? She peeks in. Is he in there? No. Is his window open? No. Oh. Hmm. 
Sable, why don't you go check your room and make sure there's not an Isaac in it? In my room? Yeah. Or mine. Or her new room. I'll check. And Jalen will also go check her own room. No sign of him. Nothing's been disturbed? No. Okay. Okay. Including the Heidi place. Definitely not. Well, then we should go look for Cygnus. He's missing. Still? Along with the servant I sent with him. Sylpha looks concerned for the first time. Well, um, why don't we start by going in the direction you saw him heading the last time you saw him? That sounds good. Give me survival for tracking. Seven. Seventeen. So there's no hope tracking him near the house because there's too many people. But you head out to the thorns and start walking the thorn line. So along the thorn line, there are basically the thorn cutters have been out here every day, walking the line, cutting it back. And so there's also a lot of footprints out here. A 17 tells you that there is signs of some cloth being torn and like bits of it near some thorns off to one side as you walk through. Something in clothing went into the thorns here. Is there any piece of clothing left that I could carefully remove? I mean, you can get a piece of cloth, yeah? Okay. I'll be really, really, really careful okay. and remove that piece of cloth. And then when I've got it free, I'll turn around and hold it up. Is this his? This seems like what he was wearing. Could you scent it as a wolf or something? Likely. Is there anybody even remotely around? Within eyesight, definitely, but not really close to you. Yeah, but is there a place that I could... Take cover. Yeah, like are there bushes around or something where I could be seen, not be seen from? I mean, almost all vegetation has been cut back around this area. So if you want to turn into something unseen, you're either going into the thorns or That's not back towards the house. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that I could. Uh, should I do so right now? That's a question. Well, I think it would be a good idea to know if this was his because then we know whether to stop looking here or not. Could we cover for you? Is there an easy, clear way for me to be able to mark this spot so that I could come back to it? Sure. You kick some grass up and make a mark. Make a gouge in the dirt. Okay. And I think that that'll last past people coming and clipping on it and stuff? Probably, if you do a good job. Well, that's the intent. All right. Yeah. There's definitely a hole in the ground that you kicked there. Then we'll turn around and walk back. And as we're walking back, I'll say the question really becomes, do we want to turn this over to someone and let them research it, or should we? I could give this to the matron's ladies. Sylpha, like, sighs deeply. Well, if I'm in any way responsible, we should at least make a good faith effort. I think it would be a great idea to present the cloth to somebody and say it might be Cygnus's and tell them where we found it, because we might create a really good distraction. If everybody's suddenly looking for Cygnus. True. Also, Silfa, he was falling down drunk, and we're going to rely on that. He was indeed very drunk. And he's not very bright. I'm just saying that there is no reason your name needs to come up attached to this. When we get back to the house, I'm going to look for the two women who set up my table last night that were with him before. You Can I find them? find them both, yes. All right. I'll ask them if they saw Cygnus after setting up the table. They'll look at you. And they'll say, we may have. I won't take kindly to lying. Cygnus is missing. This is not a time to profit. She hands you a key. Uh, that would be the linen closet key. 
near the library. I see. And? You might want to look there. I see. All right. Linen closet near the library. You round the corner near the library, and then you turn and you walk down another hallway to the linen closet, and it's kind of pretty far down the hallway. It's basically like a an end of a hallway where no one goes. And as you get close to it, you can hear someone like pounding on the door, like, let me hurt you, son of a bitch. I'm gonna go back and find those servants again. Wait, I'm gonna wait by the closet door. And I'm going to give them what would be like a nice little like thank you very much amount to give them. Um, uh, Just a thank you, like one or silver would do it. All right. So I'm going to hand each of them two silver, like quietly, you know, without saying a word, just silver, silver. And then I'll hold up another two and I'll say, who had you lock it? I clink another silver in my hand. She thinks a little bit and then says, lady, I think that's worth four silver because... It could be a little dangerous to tell you that information. Hmm. Yeah, so a silver is a really juicy secret. Two silver is a secret that could have consequences. Mm-hmm. Five is probably a secret that will have consequences. Mm-hmm. And ten is probably a secret that could get you shanked in the night. So she's asking for four. But, and I've given her two. I'm going to palm a gold. And I'll say, between you, you can split this if you tell me and tell no one else. They look at each other, and then they look back at you. Dova Pornino gave me five silver to make sure that he missed his second day ceremony. And I found him wandering around. And, well, (laughs) he missed his second day ceremony. Also, probably don't want to just get him out of the closet without taking him some clothes. I will pass the the gold onto them in a surreptitious way and thank them for their assistance last night and today. Well, since it's someone else's business, I wouldn't want to interfere in it. I think he should remain where he is. I can get behind that. I'm a little worried about the servant. I'll just ask her, was whatever his name is, was George with him when you found him? Yes. Oh, good. I haven't seen George. Well... I did have to give him half to get him to look the other way. Easy. So he could be out spending it. Mm. Excellent. Well, that, that solves that problem. Yeah, I'm feeling more <laughs> pleasant with them. And now I see no reason to interfere with Bornino business in this matter. Dova's Lynn's sister. Is Dova at all known to have had any liaisons with Cygnus? No. Her reputation is the perfect princess. And a bit of an airhead. Yeah. Is there any excuse that I can find for anyone to be going down that hall? Not really. I mean, unless they needed more linens in the area around the library. I'm going to let them stew for a little bit. We're going to go about our business for a little while, right? And as we're going about our business, I will make sure that the key is, I don't know, back where it should be. I mean, where linen closet keys should be. You could probably just give it back to the servant. No. Most of the linen closet keys are like, above the linen closet on the door frame kind oh, okay. of you just set it there yeah great i'll do that mandy would you roll me a d20 please nine yeah you you do that there's still some shouting in there but whoever it is does not seem to know you're there okay great and then later on when we're getting ready for bed 
I'm going to declare that the bedding that is on Sofa's bed is not acceptable, that we need the finer linens, which can be found in the linen closet by the library. And I'll send a servant over that direction without clothes because he can wander that fucking hall naked. But that'll be later on. Okay. So most of your afternoon is going to be spent wandering around trying to find Cygnus, finding Cygnus. Leaving Cygnus. (laughs) Deciding to leave Cygnus. And then you go to dinner. I'm probably going to go eat dinner with Jessica, make some amends with her, smooth over the sore feelings. So Jessica will lean in and say, so I'm going to give you the juicy details of my fight if you give me the juicy details of your fight. Okay. So you what want to do that right here or should we like... No, hell it? yeah, right now. Okay, but qui- <laughs> qu- quietly. Okay, great. So what happened? When? Your fight. Well, I... So your dad and I heard a noise and a scream coming from upstairs so i ran up there while he went to get guards and um there were two servants fighting and i shot the wrong one by mistake but then we caught the right one and meg had been stabbed by the by the bad one the other one was like trying to stop him but it was confusing to run and on so yeah i shot the wrong one first but he was fine and meg had been stabbed but she's okay and yeah, that's what happened. And then the the bad one ran out, but then the Lord Evans and the guards caught him, and he's one of the ones who got publicly stabbed to death in front of everybody. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. All right, so I went into the Thieves' Guild, and there was this rat dude, Uh huh. and he was like, you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, you don't tell me what to do. And he was like, you are not supposed to be here. And I was like, say that one more time and I'll stab you. And he said, you're not supposed to be here. So I pulled my rapier and I stabbed him. But like, he didn't bleed. He didn't, what? No, he didn't bleed. And then he punched me like right in the face. So then- You kind of had that coming. I'm sorry, Jessica, but you, you really did. Look, he needed to learn his place. And well, it didn't quite work out that way. Look, I, so anyway- so I, I, I got mad. I got really mad. So I, I pulled a knife out in my other hand, and I, I, I ran the sword all the way through him, and he just hit me in the face again. And then two more of them come around the corner, and they, they look normal. They look normal. They came around the corner, and they look pretty normal. And they, they, they tried to tackle me, and I tried to stab one of them, and he didn't bleed either. I don't know what the hell they were doing. It was creepy. Huh. Well, that was more than I knew about them, so that's interesting. Yeah, well, anyway, maybe they're dead. Do you think they're dead? I, I, I don't know about those things. I mean, I could ask Silpha. Hmm. Maybe they're fairies. Do you think they're fairies? They could be fairies. Oh, shit, I fought fairies. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, shit, do you think they're going to come back for me? Kylan came and got you. And I, I, I gather he's got some clout down there, so I... Right. I mean, right. So you think I'm safe, right? I think you should never do that again. I think I need a better sword. I think you should never do that again. <laughs> so you told Uncle Kylan you got your sword silvered. Do you think that'll work? No. Roll me deception. <laughs> Fifteen. She kind of like, she gives you like a little like, oh okay, but you can you can like see the gears turning. You're pretty sure she's gonna do it anyway. 
How, how are the interactions going around here, Jessica? What's been going on? Oh, well, Dad's decided that Isaac's special all of a sudden. Why? Ugh, apparently he has, like, big magic or some crap. Plus the Masons are all drooling over him. The Masons? Yeah, he saved Meg. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, he is kind of the big hero. It's pathetic. Well, um, if it'll make you feel better. She and her voice drops low, low, low. We're hoping it's going to be quite a show with the horses tomorrow. Oh, thank you. We'll see. We're going to do our best. I like this plan. She'll kind of get up and say, I'm going to go on a walk. Okay. You want company or are you okay? No, I'm kind of pissed. Hoping somebody picks a fight. She stomps out the hallway. Jayla is going to pour herself a very large glass of ale. Welcome to the mid-roll, and that means it's time for animal facts. The pink fairy armadillo looks exactly like a sentient piece of sushi with legs. You should totally take a look at these little things. They're like a cross between a shrimp and a rat. They're the smallest species of armadillo at about four and a half inches long. They live in Argentina and are desert creatures. Like other armadillos, it can curl up into a ball for protection from its hard shell. The shell has a network of blood vessels underneath it that can shift the color of the shell from pink to white by regulating the flow of blood. When hot, the creature turns pink. When cold, white. Locally, the creatures are called sand swimmers because of the myth that they can swim through sand, though in reality they dig with their large front paws. Its eyesight is absolutely awful, so it navigates mostly by touch and hearing. Lastly, the creatures are rare enough that their status as endangered can't really be verified, and they don't survive well in captivity, so getting to see one is quite rare. Let's get back to it. Right when everybody's leaving dinner and we have the maximum number of people in the common area is when I will find a ser servant and go, oh, oh, by the way, I want better linens for Silpha's room. So I think Cygnus Swanson will storm through the common area wearing a toga. And he has like a black line of feathers running down the middle of his forehead that were not there yesterday. And he will like furiously look around the common area. Lots of people look at him. A few people are like, where have you been? And he will like, stomp off to where you assume his room is over in the Drury side. The two servants that locked him in are nowhere to be seen. Perfect. That's what I wanted. All right. So the plan is tomorrow you're going to transform into something, walk out there and feed them some apples. There's really not much going on tonight. Is there anything anyone wants to do before official bedtime? Yes. Uh, there is one thing I want to do. Yeah. Sandra, what was the other thing you want to do? First thing in the morning. Let's see if I can't find Helena. Roll me perception. Why must I always try to perceive? This so sucks. She's a flea. Aha! She's a flea on your 19? shoulder. There is a rather persistent hawk on the top of your building. And that's that's what I'm going to see. It's a persistent hawk. On yeah, the top of I mean, building. it's not acting much like a hawk should. It yeah. seems to be keeping a very close eye on you in particular and mm -hmm. is on your building. Yeah, I'm not Been gonna... there all day. Yeah. At midnight, Sable, there is a very faint knock at your door, and then 
there's the sound of a key in a lock, and then your door unlocks. All right. I'm bolt up. Well, actually, I'm probably on the other side of the bed, you know, with the bed between me and the door. And a head leans in and says, Sable, get your armor. Come on. Who is it? It's Champion Helena. Oh, all right. Well, I'm not going to say no to Champion Helena. I get my armor. And whatever club I use to replace the club, I would have gotten one. So So you come downstairs. It is midnight. There are a few people actually out and about because it's a party. But for the most part, people have gotten to bed. And you head through the courtyard following Champion and Helena Mm -hmm. and head into the main house. Okay. You go through the main house, out the back of the house where there's nobody because it's way too close to the thorns after Mm -hmm. dark. And there are no torches lit back here. Okay. And she keeps walking you till you get to the edge of the thorns. And then she steps right into him and says, come on, and just walks back. I'll take a look around, just make sure nobody's around. Nope. All right, I'll step in after. You guys walk back to the willow tree. Oh, God. Okay. As we're walking, I'll be like, I have been, I looked for you all day. I was just watching. I I assumed. Did you see anything untoward? I can't confirm, but there are some people who are very concerned. And they are doing concerning things. I can't believe anyone has the gall to do that here. Well, I don't think they'll do anything immediately. That's why we're here, actually. I see. You walk into the middle of the grove, and you see the matron there, along with three other women. They all watch you approach, and the matron says, All right, when I was 16, I took over this circle, and I have managed it for a long time. It's time to pass it on. I'm looking to Helena, because that's who I think is going to be the the next one. And she looks over everybody and says, It is only appropriate that it go to the person who I think can manage it the longest. Sable, congratulations. What? You are now the head of the Circle of the Moon. I just... I just joined. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't either. And frankly, I think it's better that way. Matron Verethi, I... Don't you think that someone... Don't you... Champion Helena knows... That, my dear, is precisely the problem. We are going to leave you alone, here, by the tree. Something will be here to talk to you momentarily, and I recommend you negotiate carefully. Oh, God. I'm looking at Helena and I'm like, oh my God, please, <laughs> just say something, anything. Helena kind of gives you this... She gives you a very stern gaze. Uh-huh. All four of the women also kind of give you a stern gaze, and then they all look at Matron Verathi, and she says... There's very little I can say to help you in this. There are ears all over this place. But I will tell you, there is always a price to every agreement you make. And you have paid the least, and are therefore a blank slate. Good luck. And then they walk back towards the house through the thorns. Uh, I'm just going to curl up at the foot of that tree. You know, pull my knees up and just sit. Th- I, like, have no clue. My brain is not even making thoughts. I'm just sitting there under the moonlight thinking, holy shit. After a while, the cat will say from above <laughs> you. The, there's a cat in the tree? Yeah. A really big cat will say, well, that's not as fun as I'd hoped. And it will leap down. And it is a dark cat, almost you know, darkest night black. Mm-hmm. And it's, it moves very strangely, almost like it has an after image everywhere it goes. 
It's really hard to tell quite where it is. And coming off its back are strange sort of tentacle-like appendages that sort of whip into the air. I'm on my feet with my back against the tree. And it leans in near you and says, So, you're the newest one. I will steal myself and say, I am. You're Sable, Mirkwood, yes. Yes. Hmm. Fascinating. And it sort of begins pacing. My name? I'm very surprised they gave you that name. Why? Because it isn't your name. Does it belong to someone else? As long as you claim it, I guess it belongs to you, Sable Mirkwood. So tell me, you wish to be the head of the Circle of the Moon? I don't wish to be head of the Circle of the Moon. I've been told that I will be. Yes, that's usually how it goes. Then we will begin with the initial understanding. We must strike an agreement. You and I. I will carry your agreement back to the Queen. The Queen will validate it. How do I know you are her messenger? It sort of cat-like tilts its head at you, and then just continues as if you didn't ask a question. I mean, you could be bringing it to someone else. Something else. The agreement is quite simple. The Circle of the Moon must meet monthly to pay homage to the Lady. The homage is one shifter. In exchange for you performing this homage, the Circle of the Moon will be allowed to continue operating. Do you agree? I have no reason to agree. I don't know what the Circle of the Moon does, other than grant us some of our own abilities, moving through the thorns, changing into beasts. I don't think necessarily that murder is an acceptable price, especially once a month. It's not murder. They join the queen in her court. How do I know that? Second part of this agreement. We will grant you eternal youth. The cost is your undying loyalty to the lady, in which you cannot, under any circumstances, work against her. Do you agree? I have no reason to want eternal youth. The third agreement. Are you going to answer any of my questions, or am I simply going to say yes or no? I am not here to answer your questions. I am here to offer you the agreements and carry your answer to the lady. And I've given no answer to anything. The third agreement. We will grant you additional magics. In exchange for this additional magics, you must never speak a word to an enemy of the lady under any context. Do you agree? I will make no agreements with a messenger. I need more information. It sort of begins pacing back and forth. Condition four. New members can only enter the circle with a sacrifice. The sacrifice will give them the traditional gift, the ability to call upon the beast, and the ability to remain unhunted by the thorns. The price for this is ten souls of what you would call a shifter. Do you agree? I don't answer him. He sort of stops pacing and looks at you and says, competently negotiated, and leaps back up into the tree and disappears. And you hear a faint whisper on the wind, congratulations on your promotion. You are now alone under a willow tree in the night. If I approach the thorns, do they move away? They don't move away, no. I mean, they're still doing the thing they did before, which is that they just act like thorns. Mm-hmm. Which means they do nothing. With normal people, they almost reach towards yeah. them. 
with you, they just are scratchy brambles. Put my hand up and say, out they, of the way. They do not move. Well, they move for everybody else. I am smiling broadly at Sandra. <laughs> I want to turn into a bird and fly over the thorns. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do anything with them. You have agreed to no additional magical powers. <laughs> That's right. At this time, you cannot move the thorns. You can just walk through them like you just did to get here. I'm going back to the house. I'm looking for Matron Varathy. You get back to the house. You find Matron Barathi in the absolute dark behind the house, between the thorns and the house, sitting in her meditation space. I'll just walk up to where she is and I'll say, what did you get me into? The only person that can get you into a problem with the fairies is yourself. I didn't... Why do I have to be part of this? There are reasons that I cannot continue to do my duty. I will no longer be able to uphold the agreements if I do. You have made very few agreements, and so what needs to be done coming forward can only be done by you. I sit down next to her and say, can you at least tell me what she was meant about my name? I don't know what you're talking about. Let's see if I can tell if she's lying to me. Roll. No, that'd be like a ten. Nothing? About your name? About anything. Is there anything that you can give me? By switching to you as the head of the Circle of the Moon. The Circle of the Moon is no longer bound by many of the agreements it set forth. Those agreements put us at a severe disadvantage in dealing with anything going forward, and so it was essential to create a fresh start. You are the fresh start. Think about it. What have you agreed to? Nothing. And she says, well, good. You're starting off in a good place. A clean place. One that none of us can actually claim to be in any longer. The circle will be much better off with you than it ever was with me. What's going to happen tomorrow? Tomorrow, we will light the pyre. The nobles will continue to wander about. Lord Pornino will probably give me a token horse. And the party will end around four, so that everybody can get back to their home safely before dark. And everything will go on as before? Someone broke a rule on my property. Nothing will go on as before. But I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful, Sable, that you will avoid repeating my failures. That's it for me tonight. I'm lost in my own head. Morning comes round. Dalen will visit the aviary. Before she went to bed, she composed a letter to Kylan. She describes the events of the funeral that everybody already knows about. There's no news in there, but she puts in Thieves Can't information about Jessica. And she doesn't say what Jessica found out in the guild, but that she needs surveillance and that the silversmith should probably be instructed not to do anything for her or to do... To nickel plate her. Yeah, to nickel plate her weapons, basically, instead of silver plate. That's going to be a very concerning letter. (laughs) Uh, You send it off. And I like, I hand the note rolled up to the guy, watch him put it on the pigeon and watch the pigeon leave and then hope for the best. So a little around nine or ten, basically, pieces of kindling are handed out to each one of the nobles. They all toss them on what quickly becomes a, a fire. Silpha would have risen early in the morning gone to a linen closet, altered herself, changed into the servant's clothing, and then proceeded to go feed the horses on schedule. Roll me a stealth roll, please. 17. Excellent. 
no one bothers you from the pre-work you essentially got done yesterday. And you can feed horses all day, as long as you want. So I make sure that all the Pornino prize horses are fed the apples that Jalen has given me. Okie dokie. Jalen had suggested that horses don't like the scent of blood, and prestidigitation usually allows you to make instantaneous sensory effect. But things like colors and whatnot can last up to an hour, so would it be permissible to like make the smell of blood around the, their bridle or bit last for an hour? Yes. So basically, you feed the horses, you wait 20 minutes, they start to act weird. Like, they start smashing against the side of their stable. There's some, like, kicking and snorting. You make it smell like blood. It gets extreme. Some of the other stable hands come running and are trying to figure out what's going on. You might want to be out of there by then. (laughs) I would be out of there by then. Not sticking around for that. Ditch your clothes and change for good. (laughs) Meanwhile, back out in the camp. So servants hand a piece of token kindling to each noble and most of their children. They all line up. They all throw it onto the pyre for Edgar. They all say a nice thing. Some of them quietly, some of them loudly. And in the end, the matron comes up and puts a hand on it and fire sort of bursts into her palm and lights the kindling and stands back. And it goes up slowly for probably 45 minutes while everybody watches. And then she says in a very loud voice, we wish you goodbye, Edgar. Let the festivities begin. And then out from all of the various buildings come servants with lots and lots and lots and lots of wine. Is Lynn around? Yeah, you find Lynn. He had to put a piece of kindling on there. Lynn, after he throws his piece on and then stands for the requisite 45 minutes, then immediately stops what he's doing and comes and tries to find you. But I imagine you found him first, so... Well, I probably spotted him first, but if he was, like, on duty at the pyre, then she wouldn't have, like interrupted that no he, he's quite dutiful so he you know, waits his 45 minutes but no he'll he'll come immediately try to find you and then hey hey are you are you still up for a walk i i would love to i was kind of flustered yesterday but i i really appreciated you oh well yeah i mean i, I was i was a little worried but i mean not, not because i didn't think you couldn't handle it i no, just no no I, I mean it was just it was really sweet that you came to check on oh. me is it is it okay if i hold your hand yes it's okay <laughs> I'm like embarrassed on her behalf. <laughs> you have a nice long walk with a very blushy man. Can we please watch them walk away? Is that can we see that? Oh yes. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if she sees you watching, she'll probably give you like the side eye, like not a word. I'm grinning <laughs> ear to ear. I'm just grinning. You know, my little gloved hands are clamped and I'm well, watching. And you. also like inside of Jalen's head is like what does it mean if we get seen holding hands and his family's not going to be happy? I have no idea what the Evans are going to think of it. And back. <laughs> I think Sable and Silpha are both like a little giddy, like, <laughs> like our, our, our girl smiles. And... Yeah, we're grinning and watching. <laughs> he seems really nice, Sable. And, and he's a Pornino, and he clearly is into her. They're a good family. Yeah. So when you get back... Lord Evans is talking to Lord Pornino. And we see that plain as day. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Most of the people are still in their, like, clusters mm-hmm. because they're afraid of murder. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Meg is looking great today. She's back on her feet. Uh, people have kept all of the wine away from her. 
She seems to be doing well. She's dressed appropriately. But yeah, when you come up and Lynn kind of sees essentially your dad talking to his dad, he's like, should we worry? Probably not today. I'm, uh, I should probably get back to, to, yeah. to the family. Yep. Um, Maybe we'll, I'll see you around. Is it okay if I like write you a letter? It's totally okay if you write me a okay. letter. <laughs> I will. I'm going to do it. Okay. And he like, I'll wait for it. He gives you like a little really timid shoulder hug uh-huh. and then like blushes head to toe. She's going to give him a kiss on the cheek. Oh boy. He doesn't faint, <laughs> but he looks like he could. <laughs> uh, and then he walks very slowly away. Tell us the details. We want to hear everything. I mean, we walked and we, I, I, well, what did he say? What did you talk about? I don't know. I mean, we talked about yesterday. I mean, oh, did I tell you guys? He came to check on me after like all this stuff. Are you kidding? No. Oh, that's sweet. Like he was worried. That's, that's really nice, but you got to guard your heart a little, you know? Don't. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know. To be a Cygnus Swanson bastard. Um, wait, she, no, she's more worried about like, politic of the yeah. situation like this relationship will never last because it won't go anywhere because <laughs> of politics because while lord evans would love to the raise and rank like the poor ninos will never go for that and yep. <laughs> what what so what happens now i don't he, he said he would write me a letter a letter yeah <laughs> are you gonna write him back yeah of course it's a start <laughs> I'm going to pat her shoulder. I'm very excited for and her. And Jayla's which like, is clear by the like incredibly huge grin that I have on my face and the fact that I keep kind of clapping my knuckles together. And then Jalen's finally going to be like, okay, we're going to talk about other stuff now. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, so. I was going to ask your expertise. This might not be the right time, though. Okay. So, you know, I'm making sure there's nobody. You know, last night and, you know, uh. The, you know, the conversation. I thought it might be good to have an introduction to Dova. Okay. And what do you want to have come of that? I would... I really kind of want to know what she thought about our interruption at dinner last night. The gentleman storming through in the toga. Ah, okay. Well, um, how do you want to go about that? So I'm going to take him someplace a little bit more private. Okay. And I will tell her that what I'm trying to do is see if we can learn any information about why Dova would have... Oh, I have some ideas on that. What are they? She goes, beat red. Well, you know, I think I think perhaps he used the same tricks he used with me. You might be the best one to go talk to her because you'd have some common ground. See, that's what I wanted from you. Information! Like, how to do this! Well, I mean, I could talk to her. I just... You want to go together? So Silpha would be willing to accompany you on your hostessing duties because I've been seen with you. And I think it's probably pretty well known that Silpha and uh, Cygnus were, were things. So perhaps if Dova has some kind of prejudice against Cygnus already, she would recognize a kindred spirit in Silpha and the conversation would come up naturally. Then we'll all approach the Porninos. As you come out of the house, drama has hit the Porninos. Several servants have come up from, you guess, the stables, and most of the Borninos are actually not there at this point, including Dova. 
We might be too late. And, and for Nima, Jalen's going to be like, we really don't want to go over there unless everybody heads over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll find somebody else to say hi to. Is Cygnus around? So Cygnus does not make another appearance. And no sign of Isaac. No. Absolutely no sign of Isaac. Well, the alternative to finding out if someone is following us or scrying on us is to perform the ritual to detect magic. If you want me to see if I can find him. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Some other time. I've mastered the spell so that we can have our own little private sanctum for an hour. That's better than the treehouse. Oh, good. That sounds great. How good a climber is Isaac? He's um, not the most athletic guy in the world. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. You're going to cast a tech magic? Okay, just like last time, you can either hit the guest houses, the communal area, or the main house. Where do you want me to look? Where should we go? I'm going to guess the main house. All right, main house it is. In the main house, there are several magical signatures sort of floating in the air. Oh, interesting. All over the hallways, usually around the ceiling level. If you focus on them, they become almost like tiny people shapes with wings. Mm, fairies. fairies. <laughs> so we are surrounded by fairies, by fae. I'm saying not a goddamn word about that. You're like, ah! Are they moving? Yes, but not like, like to una- somewhere. Like unagitated bees. <laughs> yeah, they're just trolling the hallways right. randomly. But they're like things that move. Oh, they're yeah. not like sigils, not no, something drawn. They're definitely creatures. Great. So after seeing three or four of those, I'm going to stop looking at them and I'm going to keep going. There is no other sources of magic that you find inside the main house. I don't see him anywhere. Okay. Well, that means at least the things we were hiding are safe, right? Mm-hmm. So the Masons have decided that they're going home first and make a large show of packing up and leaving pretty much by the time you're done searching the main house for sources of magic. I'll give Meg a hug on the way out and let her know that I'm very glad she's okay and to please take care. And it's genuine. I mean it. Likewise. Yeah, I'll, I'll say something. And okay. She'll give you each a big hug and say, oh my gosh, I really want you guys to come visit again. It was so great that time. And oh, thank you. I'm told you guys fought the bad guys in the in the hedge maze. And oh man, was that so helpful. I think I might be dead if you didn't do that. That was so nice of you. And she'll like give you each a hug and continue talking your ear off until a servant pulls her into a cart. Bye. I'll kind of give you a little nudge, you know. When she says that. Self-nods. And they roll away. And the mentors are still around, right? The mentors will wait a little while longer and then pack up and leave. Without getting horses. They didn't get any horses, no. Or any other large shows of anything. Poor Ninos do not come back from the barn. Those horses are tripping balls for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody else noticed, or is it just the porn? Um, I, there are some other people that are like, "Oh, something's going on in the barn," but generally speaking, no one goes and hangs out in a in a barn. Right. Right. Okay. It would have to be a bigger spectacle to really, yeah, really yeah. get the attention. Yeah. The porninos actually leave pretty late because they have to wait for the horses to calm down. But their servants have packed them up long before they leave the barn, and they basically head out straight from there. The frikers will pack up and head out. The druries will pack up and head out. The Evans family waits to be the last people to leave. If I spot Thomas exiting with the juries, I will take a moment to apologize for being rude the other day. 
oh, it's okay. I understand. And he, he kind of leans in a little closer to you and then says, um, Lord Drury is against the practice of real magic. Oh, well, uh, if you're not, I could teach you some actual magic sometime. You do that? Yeah. I, there's So, I mean, there's this basic trick that a lot of people start out with. It would really uh, make your card tricks more impressive. And I mean, even bards can do it. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Um, I'll send you a letter. We can like, we can work out a time and I, I can teach you a card trick. I, I hope you like more than cards. Uh, I've got a dice trick and a handkerchief trick and one with big rings, but I didn't bring the rings. I'll lean in and say, like, you should really persuade your father to get rid of that bard, Cygnus Swanson. I mean, I'm sure you've heard I used to go with him. He's, oh, yeah. Um, Did you miss it? He chewed him out for hours today. I'm I'm sorry to have missed that, truly. Anyway, it might have he might have gotten rid of him already. Awesome. Anyway, to your horror when you turn around after talking to him, your mother is there with the biggest shit eating grin on her face. Oh god. She looks so happy. And I'll turn to my mother. Did you hear I got stabbed yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> And that is our episode for today. Don't forget to rate and review us. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson at My Pet Machine for our tunes and Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. What fallout will happen after this funeral? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. I'll be sure to tell you next time. Thank you. <laughs> I want to fight. And Jalen like takes her cross fingers out from behind her yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> so clear that we are all new to this. Oh my God. Oh, what a stupid idea. What a stupid idea. My character would totally do it.